0: Welcome to The Celebration Sessions with myself, Connor Clear. The Celebration Sessions is a podcast unpacking life, loss and love. As I step further into the world of celebrancy, I want to look at how we celebrate, how we fall in love, the milestones we mark, and how we can talk about the inevitable loss we'll meet along the way. This is my exploration into the beauty of it all. It's a reminder of the positivity that can come from making the most of the important times. Above all, a reminder of how important it is now more than ever to celebrate. This is the Celebration Sessions podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or indeed good evening, whenever it is you're tuned in. I'm delighted you're here with me on the Celebration Sessions podcast in a week where it seems spring has sprung in Ireland, and certainly for Irish listeners, I think after a dreary winter, there has been a certain lift in, in spirits. I mean, we're still locked down, uh, but at least uh, at least the sun has been shining for the most part. Um, anyway, uh, turning to this episode, uh, we're looking at all things love. And I wanted to explore the idea of human connection, meaningful connections, uh, romantic connections, as it seems, I think, a generation and more, to be fair, have taken centuries worth of courting rituals, tried and tested methods uh, for meeting people, thrown them out and have gone online. And there can be a lot to be said for it, to be fair, but let's be honest, the app's can at times be quite flawed. So what can we bring to the table to ensure that we're still a generation who can make meaningful connections and bring those connections into our lives? Well, I'm thrilled to be finally joined by somebody uh, who I've wanted to have on the podcast for ages now. Live coach, columnist uh, with the Irish Country Magazine and fellow celebrant, Ariana Dunn. Ariana, how are you doing?
1: Hello, Connor. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on this beautiful podcast that you've created. Massive kudos to you for for what you're doing and putting this out there. It's been fantastic.
0: Oh well, thank you very much. Um, to be fair, it's 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 a nice thing for me to do. I guess it's a cross between. Um, a little spiritual and emotional journey but above all I think it's a form of uh, continual learning so so look I I, I get a lot out of it um but look I'm I'm thrilled to have you with me today how how have you been getting on through these strange times
1: yeah I've been been good you know I haven't been complaining because I have nothing to complain about and I'm very very grateful for that um, I've been able to continue working and um, I, I work for myself doing lots of different things um, as well as doing the coaching and um, and the celebrancy as you mentioned but I do I do a lot of lecturing and um, sales and work with Irish Country Magazine and do various different things and I've been lucky to be able to keep working keep having money coming in I'm single and I have no children so I haven't had any homeschooling to be dealing with or any husbands to be killing because they're in my space too much <laughs> and whatnot speaking of meaningful connections but I know it's been quite tough out there for a lot of people um, this is true. This and um, I recently started living by myself I did have two housemates but they've moved into their own place so I have my my, my little dog here and myself and I'm really enjoying it I'm living by myself for the first time ever mm. um, and I have to say I'm loving it so
0: well, yeah I wanted to ask you're finding it okay because it is it, it's a big change.
1: It is. I'm one of eight children. I come from a really big family. I've got almost 15 nieces and nephews and um you know I've I've always just had people around. So um it's definitely been a change and obviously cuz I work for myself but I you know it's great and you know I I joined CrossFit last year so I have a really good community there. My mum lives around the corner so I go for nice walks and you know it's actually been something I've been enjoying. So I have to say I was always a very very busy person pre-lockdown. I was always out three or four nights a week and running here there and everywhere um so I've kind of liked the slower pace of life and this feeling of you know I always had a bit of FOMO (laughs) I always had a bit of feeling that I should be (laughs) and especially when it came to dating I know we'll talk about that later but I always felt like if I was sitting at home that I was missing a potential opportunity to meet the love of my life you know so I was always accepting invitations on to to nights out even if I really didn't want to go out um so yeah it's been interesting and I think I hope that I'm able to find some kind of balance when we come out of it I don't just go mad all together and, <laughs> and, and go out like crazy when we can again. Um, so, yeah, it's been
0: good. I've, I've enjoyed it. Good, 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 good. Well, look, one thing I did want to say, um, and it's something I've always thought about you. I hope I've said it to you before. It might have been at two or three in the morning when we're out in town. Um, but I've always been so energized by your energy and, um, You've always been able to turn your hands to whatever it is you do and make a massive success out of them as well. So that's why I knew I just wanted to chat to you on on, on the podcast because I do think you're wonderful and, and, I, and I hope I've, I've said it to you before. Thank you so much. Uh, And and, and indeed, all of your roles colliding here together for this podcast. You are a romantic at heart. Mm -hmm. You're a wedding celebrant. Uh, Mm -hmm. A previous role you had as a dating columnist Mm -hmm. with Stellar magazine. That's right. Um, And now a current role as life coach, which I guess often takes in people's love lives as well, really, does it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do relationship coaching, career coaching, business coaching, life coaching. I also teach coaching, so I I help students to kind of figure out how to build meaningful connections between clients and between you know um, customers, but you know business associates, how to build businesses and brands and things like that as well. Um, so yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. All of the the worlds colliding here in this interview because there's a, a lot of space within my world we're having to build meaningful connections on so many different levels so yeah
0: indeed indeed well look we are looking at at all of that through mm-hmm. the lens of love today so let's start at the start and um, the big question let's just dive straight into it I, i'd love to get your thoughts on what do you think makes a healthy relationship well
1: well, as someone who's single, I'm probably not the foremost expert on this, but I do see uh, a lot of a lot of people in healthy relationships and in unhealthy relationships. Um, uh, but you know, even just from a friendship relationship, from a sibling relationship, you know, parent daughter relationship, all yeah. those kind of relationships are the same. And and but certainly from a, from anyone that you love, um, it's about communication. It's about being able to have open, honest communication with 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 one another and I think a lot of relationships fall down because people just aren't willing to communicate and express their feelings and express um, how happy or unhappy or tired or angry or sad um, as a lot of expectations sometimes put on people to just you know be a certain way Um, and I think you know we as a nation have definitely gotten better at communicating. We've always had the gift of the gab, but, you know, it's definitely, for me, being able to communicate with anyone about how you're feeling at that given moment um, really helps towards a healthy relationship, mm. in my opinion.
0: Mm. So communication is uh, the key. And, and I guess the reason I wanted to explore this topic, um, And now before I say it, I will stand corrected. Uh, and I would love to hear from listeners. And in fact, I'd love listeners to correct me even. But I just can't help but feel that in the world we're living in today, we've lost the ability and the art to, to make meaningful connections. I don't know, maybe we're relying on technology too much. I don't know what it is. But is there a way that we can improve our connections, is there a key to, to, to how we can connect better?
1: Yeah, look, it's it's definitely a tough one. I mean, you know, I I, I do for me, I just recently actually about a month and a half ago delete, deleted all the dating apps off my phone. Um, yeah, because I've, you know, I've, I, as you said, I've been, I was a dating columnist for uh, two years with Teller Magazine. Um, I also had a, a, a blog called blog, which was a blog that I had had for, since really 2016, I think I started creating it when I was in London. Um, um, writing about all the various different Tinder dates that I had been on, and then the Match.com, and the Bumble, and the Hinge, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, every type of uh, dating app out there, and um, yeah, it's just it, you know, it's bothered me the way, uh, particularly in lockdown, and that's why I kind of gave up the column, the column as well, lockdown. Was was just made it ten times harder to actually meet people. Um, and I, you would think that I would keep the apps because obviously we're not going on nights out, and we're not going to bars. Um, and so uh, the apps have become a lifeline for a lot of people in terms of of. But I just felt like I'm not making those meaningful connections with people via the apps. You know, I just feel like it's all very stunted, and um, it's all very highly sexually charged. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, Zoom dating just wasn't for me i've been on a handful of dates over the last year where i've met people for like a walk in the park you know with a dog and it's just awkward it's just you know you're walking side by side with someone you know there's no kind of alcohol to loosen the lips and it's just you know you I even, the last one I went on, I had to text him beforehand and being like, sorry, do you mind if we don't kiss in greeting? You know, when you kind of give someone (laughs) a kiss on the cheek because I wanted to see my nephew the next day and I'm so worried about COVID. I was (laughs) like, this is just insane, you know? And it gets
0: down to just the clinical nuts and bolts sometimes. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm not sure what the answer is to your question. I really, really feel that, you know, we... I think one thing that lockdown has proven is how important our connections are with people, um, and how it's really, really important to pick up the phone and, 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 you know, check in with people and see how people are. Um, and I think the fact that we haven't been able to see each other in real life has really hit home to us that, you know, that is something that we all really crave and desire so much. Um, so I think, you know, we really need to kind of get off the screens, um, and, uh, and get off the the keyboards and, uh, once lockdown is down, really try and, and, and create those meaningful connections in a in a more face-to-face, personal way than we have been doing so far.
0: Yeah, yeah. And in fact, because I, I was thinking about this episode, you know, when we were chatting about this, and I didn't want to frame it in this temporary, restricted world that we're all living in right now. I wanted to, you know, look ahead to what we hope is going to be a post-COVID world. I wanted to look past now and... Into the future. So, is there anything that we can do now? You know, if if you're lucky enough to have downtime, perhaps not everyone has. Um, but if you've got time to to work on yourself, is there anything you can do to prepare yourself emotionally for when restrictions do start to lift and there is going to be a sense of more normal times? Like, I mean, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What, what what can we do?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, I think I think there's been a lot of emphasis on um, on looks um, in the last while, particularly in this Instagram world that we live in. People have become very focused on how they how they look. There's also a really interesting Harvard study that I've read recently in relation to Zoom face. And um, because, you know, we in the history of the world have never um, had to see our own reflections as much as we do since the world of zoom has come about or since our, you know, having our online meetings, previous to that it was a handful of times a day where we would look in the mirror but other than that, you know, so we've really become a society obsessed with how we look and our facial features and um, I know a lot of young people are going out doing Botox and uh, lip fillers Um uh, you know so I think what we need to try and do is is find some kind of level of acceptance with with who we are and being happy with who we what we who we are Um, I know a lot of people have felt that they've put on the, the COVID stone or whatever it might be and and um, people are a little bit worried about kind of getting back into the world out there and and how they how they look in their appearance you know one thing I did at the beginning of last year was I joined CrossFit and I found that to be an absolute lifesaver I've continued yeah. that uh, definitely getting out in nature going for walks doing what we can now to feel better about ourselves from the outside in and i think you know because we are so obsessed with how we look it's just about getting comfortable with that you know sorting out your wardrobe getting rid because i think that's the other thing none of us know how to even dress anymore <laughs>
0: you know we're this all like true. what do this we even true.
1: what do we even wear like what what is my style i've lived in like my gym gear and my pajamas and slippers for the last year so you know doing something like going uh doing something cathartic like literally going and sorting out your wardrobe getting rid of clothes that you haven't you know that you haven't worn or that no longer fit you um and just you know i know again if, if you're both male and females are struggling with the hairdressers being closed and and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, So it's just about... I suppose looking at yourself and kind of thinking, what are the areas that I want to improve upon um, and how can I do that now before we get out into that world? From an emotional sense, obviously, um, you know, I, I, I focused on looks because I think that's so so prevalent at the moment. Um, yeah, but, you know, from an emotional point of view, um, I think, you know, there, there's a lot of different things that uh, we, we can do in terms of reading more. The summertime is coming about now. Um, I recently downloaded an amazing app called Blinkist, um, which uh, okay. condenses books into 15 minute audio uh, summaries essentially which is incredible that um, is a
0: game changer it's a
1: game changer <laughs> so like there's a lot of books that I've been intending to read particularly from a work perspective business books you know or like coaching books so I go for an hour walk and I listen to four books essentially and I they, it gives you these amazing little nuggets of wisdom and, and, and pearls of information which is That's which is super. incredible as well um, being creative getting creative creative you know trying to I, I you know recently started doing painting like whatever it is that you kind of do this this is an amazing time we'll, we'll never have this back again when you can you know try to focus on some things that you enjoy even if you have kids even if you have a busy family finding one hour a week you can commit to yeah. one hour a week to just do something for you and yeah. um, then that's going to stand to you in the long term
0: and that's something that we touched on in a previous episode. I chatted to Avian about this, that when you do something for yourself, you give a time, you do it consciously. You're not just, you know, flopping on the sofa and watching TV, which is fine too, of course. Um, but instead, you're consciously saying, I'm giving this my attention, my time, and my consciousness.
1: A hundred percent. I teach a confidence course and I talk about the six C's of success. There's actually the four C's I've added in the two more. (laughs) So the the six six C's of success are are courage. So the courage to to, to say that you're going to do something or you want to do something. And the commitment, which is you commit to that task in hand once you've done that you find out what you're capable of so your capabilities come to the fore and then from that you start to get more confident because you start to realize that you have had the courage to commit to something you've seen what you're capable of and you become more confident Um, and the two that I've added on is constantly and consciously so we need to constantly and consciously um, work on those things in order for us to be able to to feel better about ourselves and and you know you're absolutely right we need to consciously uh, have those moments of self-care It's what I see a lot of the time with the people that I that I coach. A lot of them come to me, you know, frazzled and stressed out and a bit stuck and not really knowing where they're going. And, you know, working with them, just finding an hour of conscious self-care has really made a difference.
0: So, in fact, with those six C's in mind, perhaps that actually answers this question, but let's try it. (laughs) Pretend it is March 2022. You're going out on a date You know, what can you do then to put your best self forward in, obviously, in an authentic way? You know, you're not pretending that you're something that you're not. But how can you be your best, real, authentic self on a date?
1: That's a loaded question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs)
1: Um... Look, I think you know. Maybe the reason why I am still single is because I've always been myself on a date.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never. I'm
1: the girl that orders chicken wings on a first date because, fuck it, <laughs> why not? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, look. I think I think it's <sighs> so important to be your to, to to have to be yourself. You know, there's no there's no point. But what I have talked about is, um, before is you know sometimes people talk about I am just that this is just the way I am this is who I am it doesn't matter what anybody thinks is so and then I always ask like so long as that serves you you know is that serving you well to be that way because if it isn't then you can look at ways of tweaking it and you can look at ways of kind of changing it you know I was always very much like an independent woman like I don't need a man you know I want one but I don't need one you know And, and you're kind of giving off these vibes and then I recently did an exercise in kind of having to let go of the want of wanting to be in a relationship because you can't um, want what you have and you can't have what you want right so it's this very kind of philosophical but simple thing of you know if you want something you just can't have it and if you have something you can't want it so I've had to give up the wanting a relationship you know and um and you know going out into that world and that post-covid world of you know being going on a date I think it's just about being present and being present in that moment and just allowing a person to be who they are and allowing me to be who i am rather than projecting an idea onto another person and I know that that's something that I've been guilty of doing you know I've projected this idea of the perfect man or projected this idea of the perfect relationship onto another person um and I think that's something that I've had to and I will be working on and and hopefully you know it's a little nugget of advice for anyone listening to this as well that you know we have to just allow a person to be um yeah. I don't know if you've been watching the Tommy Tiernan show. Have you seen I it? I
0: am obsessed with the Tommy Tiernan show. It's the best thing on TV. At it is the
1: best thing to, on TV at the moment. And, you know, for anyone who hasn't watched a Tommy Tiernan show, it's it, there's no agenda. The guests come on. He doesn't know who they are, and they may be famous or they may not be famous. Um, but he just comes on. And that is a masterclass in how to build meaningful collection, connections. Yeah, it's yeah, a masterclass yeah. because he there is no agenda, okay? Like, literally no agenda. Um, and he just allows. As a person to come on and be present in that moment exactly as they are and he just wants to have a chat and just get to know them and it doesn't matter who they are or what they are or what they're about it doesn't matter he's just allowing them to be in that moment and it's not about projecting an idea or an ideation of something onto somebody else it's just allowing them to be and hopefully when i come out of this and go back into the dating world that's something that i will be able to do with, mm. with people as well
0: yeah yeah and that presence in the moment. And in fact, you mentioned Tommy Tiernan and it's not just his guest. Tommy himself is so very present and engaged. Um, and and look, it's funny, I do this podcast and I would love to be more like Tommy Tiernan. And look, you can see I've got like a list of, of questions that I have. And, you know, as a, we spoke about this, they're just markers as to, you know, a general direction I'd like to go in. But I'd really love you know, to learn more from how he does it. He is fab and and, and yeah, it, it's a it is skill. such a great it's show. It's an amazing yeah. skill
1: that he has to be able to do that, that, how he has created these moments of pure raw emotion from people who you would never, I mean, you know, Eamon Dunford the other night, like I, I know oh, yeah. Eamon Dunford, you know, to see him like that, you know was just incredible and it's um there's a stillness there's a stillness to those interviews and and you know I think it's something that we can all learn from really because you know just to 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 go into a date with no agenda to go into a date with no expectations to go into a date being fully who you are and allowing another person to be fully who they are are is something that you know it's very, very difficult. But if we were all allowed ourselves to do that, we may we may just find the key to building those meaningful mm-hmm. romantic connections with mm-hmm.
0: people. This is true. This is true. Um, and in fact, on that, that on that stillness that you mentioned, and I guess applying it to a date, um, Tommy isn't afraid of the silence in conversation, those moments of silence as he gathers himself or decides what it is he wants to know. A lot happens in those quiet moments and I think in real life when we socialise or when we date we always have to fill the silence and, and even if there's a you know even if there's a beat of silence it gets awkward you know which, which is a shame because it would be nice to have those quiet moments
1: I... Totally. And it and it often becomes the um the the barometer for how successful a date has been, right? So, you know, you'll you'll come back to your friend and you'll say, Oh my god, it was brilliant. Like there wasn't a single awkward moment of silence. See, we were just cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Everything was yeah. great, you know. Um, but you're absolutely right. Like, you know, I think it's also an amazing thing when you find someone who you can be silent with and that yeah. then becomes the barometer for a relationship. So you know, it's like I can just sit there and be with that person and I don't have to don't have to do anything and there's no expectation on me and you know like that's yeah. that's a beautiful yeah. beautiful beautiful experience to have. Um but yeah, I think we just live in a world where we're just expected to kind of like entertain people <laughs> all the time it's true, you know though, isn't it? yeah yeah definitely um but yeah I I I I'm learning and, and, I, and I think being a life coach as well um I have to give those moments of silence to people um to allow a person to gather their own thoughts because as a as a life coach it's about helping a person to kind of draw the answers out from themselves. So if yeah, I was to yeah. fill all those moments of silence within a session, the client would never really come to their own conclusions about things. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's it's definitely something that I've been trying to to hone. I say this all now, I'll probably go out and have my first date and just be like, oh my gosh, let's get drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that said, though, that said, to be fair, to be fair, the thing about that is, um, is I guess... That can be accounted for by, but you know, like a nervous energy. People get really nervous uh, going on dates, mm, you know. Yeah. And in fact, I guess there's a question: where can we even start in addressing, you know, social anxiety when 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 it comes to when it comes to dating?
1: Yeah, like I mean, like I say, I teach confidence courses. I I've always been a, quite a confidence person, and I I have to say I. Very rarely get nervous going on a date, yeah, unless I yeah, like, yeah. unless I kind of really, really like the person, you know, which hasn't happened <laughs> in a long time. It's like normally <laughs> I'm like, well, who, who are you? Who am I meeting tonight? Um, but, you know, and because I worked in business, I worked in media for 16 years. I was always going out and having client lunches and entertainment with people that I never knew, you know, so it'd be like, Bruh. and so maybe sometimes I teach dates a bit like that, a bit like a business lunch, like, hello. So tell me a bit about yourself. Like, um, yeah. so, but yeah, it, I know that I'm very in the, in the minority there and I know that it, it is extremely nerve wracking for a lot of people to go on a, on, on a date. Um. So, you know, there's all those kinds of meditation, mindfulness things that you can do. There's all kinds of things that you can do. Maybe go for for a run or release some energy before you go on a date. You know, um, if if you're the type of person that can have one glass of wine before you go up to just kind of like loosen those nerves and get a bit of Dutch courage, that's a good idea too. So long as you don't accidentally have three Um, but... I was
0: just going to say that, as long as you don't get smashed. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. If you can have that kind of, that one, um, that's okay. You know, obviously, un- un- unfortunately, we live in this world now with the, well, not, not we have lived in this world for, for a long time, but it's prevalent at the moment with regards to kind of safety and things like that. And I think, um, you know, some people are nervous and anxious about that. So, you know, all the things about making sure that you're, that you're in a safe, secure location, that you're able to tell people where you're going you know just just those yeah. little things that you can do to kind of make you feel a little bit better about, about about things and and like we say all those other things that we talked about just prepping yourself emotionally prepping yourself physically and um, to get back in out into that world will all help to ease those nerves as well.
0: Very good very good um I'm looking I'm, I'm conscious of the time here you touched on mindfulness there um and in fact I put a little call to action out uh yesterday because i thought um it would be nice to do like a little q a if listeners had little uh, questions about either romance dating or any type of um connection and we got some really interesting questions in and one of them was does the law of attraction work when it comes to love Mm mm-hmm now, I guess that somewhat taps into the area of mindfulness as well to an extent, mm-hmm, does it, I
1: think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I you look, I'm a massive believer in the law of attraction. Um, I have never read The Secret. I've tried to read. I kept I got through half of it about four times, but I just felt it was just American schmaltzy, you know. Crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> however, that being said, um, the secret, which is probably the most famous of the books for laws of attraction. Sorry, you were gonna say something.
0: I was just gonna say you can watch it as well. There is a movie version of it that I watched yes, on flight as well. So, right. okay, so if that's maybe easier, that's that. an option for you. Okay,
1: but yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, that being said, I do believe in the in the law of attraction. I do believe what we put out there is what we get back. Um and like I was talking about earlier, you can't want what you have and you can't have what you want. There is a kind of an essence in that as well. So giving up that 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 that, you know people talk about desperateness you know people being desperate giving off these vibes you know um I think often people say that, that when you, you'll meet someone when you least expect it, you le- yeah, you'll meet yeah. someone when you don't even know that it's going to happen. And, you know, when you're in those moments of, of, of being happy with who you are and being kind of like free and, you know, being easy, that's often when you attract uh, another person into, into your life. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it is, it is a secret <laughs> of exactly <laughs> how to do that because, you know, you'll never know when that moment will be, and you, you'll never know how your life can change in that one moment. You know, i am feeling getting dressed up, going to Lidl now, you know, like <laughs> yeah, dressed to the nines, going to the bus stop. People say, you, you might meet someone walking down the street. I'm like walking down the street with my arms out like.
0: <laughs> like Sarah you? Jessica Parker. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, you know, look, we have to just be aware and, you know, we can't be looking down into our phones all the time. We do have to be aware that there's people everywhere. And, um, you know, one day if we believe it enough you know we will meet the person that we love
0: absolutely absolutely and you know what it's such a fascinating topic that I think it's it's probably deserving of an episode to itself <laughs> uh the law of attraction and love and, and and how they work together do we have time for um another one there, there was one <laughs> really interesting question that came in and I really want to 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 get this out there uh, and again it's massive okay so let's see what we can do with this can you be friends with your ex
1: um, yeah, so I have been. Fr- I'm friends with a lot of my exes, um, and I was uh, recently was friends with a, an ex for a very long time, um, and an ex of mine that we maintained a fantastic friendship, and it went really was going really really well, until he got a girlfriend um so yeah so he got a girlfriend and his girlfriend didn't like me um and so we're no longer friends anymore you know um so it's quite interesting yeah it is such a shame it is um I've, I've managed to to remain friends with lots of different exes. I have a, a friend who I've been friends with for 20 years who was an ex and I'm now friends with his girlfriend, friends with his girlfriend who he's been with for 20 years, the very next girl that he was with after me. They're actually coming and staying with me here in my apartment, you know, in a couple of weeks time, you know, when the first level lifts and all that kind of stuff. Um. so, you know, like you can absolutely make it work. You just have to make sure that there is absolutely zero romantic feelings between either of you anymore obviously you know and it yeah, has to yeah, be a completely yeah. platonic relationship Um, you have to have a lot of mutual respect and understanding for one another um and you know hopefully there can be an understanding for any new people that come into your lives that they are okay with this relationship you know but i think if i ever get married um there will be a lot of exes. there will be a lot of my exes at the at the <laughs> wedding and he's just going to have to deal with that because they're my friends, damn it.
0: This is true. This is true. Uh, but look, you know, regardless of what happens, yeah. they'll always have been part of your journey through yeah. life. So, And I'm proud, you know, of, proud,
1: proud of the fact that I'm still friends with them. It means I'm not a complete psycho or something, you know, like it's like, it's like, you know, you, you, you were in a relationship, you loved each other or... Or you had a great time with each other, um, and and then you know it, it came to an end. But that doesn't mean that you have to completely just sever all ties, uh, un- unless there was something terrible that happened between both of you. Then you know why 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 be that way?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, where it's where that's applicable, then that's fine. But certainly, I do think it is, and and certainly to you, it's a testament to your personality and character that you're able to foster these friendships mm. from the past and take them into, you know, a, a new form in your present and, and your future as well.
1: Do you think, do you think you can?
0: I think you can. I think I would have the capacity. Um, and certainly when I look at any of my friends who have yeah. like varying friendships with, with their exes, I do see really solid and, and appropriate um, friendships. Absolutely
1: uh, and you look at those people who have been divorced, who share children and are, have very amicable relationships with their ex-partners and you know share, do co-parenting and things like that. So I think it's, you know, it's a, it is often a question that comes up but I think it's a myth that you can't be friends with your ex.
0: Absolutely. Anyways, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I do think it is actually just a, yeah. a personality yeah. trait. Um, Ariana, I have kept you long enough. We might just start to wrap up um with a little uh, bullet point takeaway perhaps from this episode about what we can do then to just go out and make those really meaningful connections
1: um I mean it sounds really really ridiculous but it's about just being (laughs) accepting of of who you are and what you are in any given moment consciously and consciously um doing making sure that you have those moments of self-care for yourself where you are kind to yourself every single day you know that's the one thing that I've been working on as well is treating myself as my own best friend I walked past a mirror the other week and I berated myself I was like oh my god stadia and I stopped and I came back to the mirror and I said oh my god no I'm I'm sorry no you don't you don't look like a state you look grand now you're you're all right right because that's how my best friend would speak to me um so try to start speaking to yourself like your own best friend stop being so hard on yourself just be present and conscious in the moment and know that you are more than enough
0: And that is a gorgeous point to finish up on. Speak to yourself like your own best friend. Uh, Ariana, thank you so much. We will leave it there. Hopefully, as things start to open back up again, we'll be able to go and have chicken rings together.
1: My first
0: date with Conor We will make it happen. We'll make it happen. Uh, listen, thanks a million. Will you come back and chat to me again sometime?
1: Absolutely. Would love to, Conor. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. The
0: pleasure. It was all mine. All mine. And indeed, if anyone wants to find out more about Ariana, you've got your website too, arianadunn.com.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: And you're on the gram as well. You're on Instagram.
1: I am. It's ask... Underscore Ariana Dunn on Instagram. So, yeah, please come and find me there. Or, um, my next coaching column is going to be in Irish Country Magazine, which is going to be on sale on April 20th. Super. So, if anyone wants to find me there as well.
0: Super. And I'll tell you, I'll stick the links in the episode description as well. So, if anyone wants to get in touch with Ariana and find out more, all of the links will be there. Thanks once again, Ariana. And indeed, thank you to you, the listener, for joining me for this episode. Don't forget, all of my episodes are available across. All of the places you get your podcasts and on ConnorClear.com. If you're using the podcast apps, do like, subscribe, rate, and review, um, especially on iTunes. <laughs> Apparently, it's a thing on iTunes. I got a lovely mail from Carlos at PodStatus to say that I am indeed number seven in the spirituality category in Ireland uh, on iTunes, for what it's worth. Uh, so, look, let's get this to number one. So, please do rate and review. Uh, in the meantime, that's it for me. Till the next time, stay safe, take care. This has been the Celebration Sessions Podcast.